All right, guys. Hello, everyone. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, a little confusion. Oh, yeah. This is our first time. I'm the one who directs this shit. <laughs> no, we can just we can edit it. We can edit it out. It's fine. no, we're real. We're real people. What does it matter? Yeah. It post. It's fine. There's no way that our editor will leave this in. Shannon, don't leave this in. All right, guys. Uh, welcome to our first after-party party. Effectively, uh, we are the bullshit I just sent them through. We are the group of Magic the Dungeoning, the Dragoning, the Dungeoning, whatever the hell Jasper calls Magic it. Magic the Dungeoning, Gathering the Dungeoning. That. I thought that you came up with like a real name that you had me vote on or some shit. Magic the Dungeon. Well, no, that's a different. That's a different thing. Yeah, that was that's for a different, different thing. thing. So uh, this this episode is actually just so that uh, we as players and Jasper as a DM can. Uh, share our experiences, our thoughts, how we felt our characters did. Uh, I know what I'm definitely going to address when I get the chance to speak. Um, so let's start off with uh, Jasper. And uh, Jasper, I guess I'll start with the question of, uh, with, with what you had planned for the session, how do you feel it went? I think it went relatively well. I knew going into the session that I should prepare for you guys heading back to Ravnica. I didn't think, I didn't assume that combo was going to take the entire session. I mean, we were done that around the uh, one and a half, two hour mark. Um, I liked how the story of Tulash resolved. I liked that uh, I ran, that we were able to meet with uh, Jai Lee, get a uh, custom Planeswalker into the mix, so you had an idea of like where the story's going in that regard. So that's sort of like the main quest that we're going on. The, the whole like <clears throat> we'll wind up on like we'll wind up on like a custom plane, then we'll go to another custom plane, and then there and there, and we'll go on from there. Because uh, Tulash and Zimt, the ones coming up, are both. Uh, ones that are, aren't uh, canonical planes, and I'm really excited to show you exactly what I have planned for uh, Zimt. Uh, I think the session went really well. Uh, uh, I think the next question we'll start with is, um, let's start with Ryan, who is playing oh. Merrick, the Blood Hunter. You're actually playing the only person who's technically using a custom class because of the fact that it's not available in Roll20. Uh, how are you liking the class so far? I mean, it's only level three, so it's hard to kind of get an idea of the class just yet. Obviously, all the real fun stuff and everything for the classes get up, uh, you get later on. Hence, as I said in the, uh, you'll hear in the recording, I mentioned level seven, where I have the ability to become ethereal, where that lightning wall would have been no issue. Although, unfortunately, as you'll hear in the recording as well, my roles were piss poor today. It was a bad day. Should Scruffy said you can't you weren't able to hit the side of a barn or some no, shit. Like I was, he, he, I did kill, he did he did he did get the kill. He landed the killing blow. He did get the kill though. It was really fucking I like it was so that, satisfying to see you that, get that kill. That's that is my issue. That is my my main issue with any D D uh or RPG type board game. The the I mean, really funny was, part is that he had a minus five to that role anyway. Yes, I did. And he, the one time he hit was the one time he was super hampered. Yep. I think that's hilarious. For me, it is either it's a feast or a famine. I either have a D&D night where I'm rolling exceptionally well, uh, well, passing everything, like very minimal fails, or in this case, like tonight, uh, <laughs> I'm just not rolling, not rolling good. Um, but I, I'm still, I am still loving this class. I like the idea. I like the theme of it. I think when figure to like how I mentioned all you guys from Innistrad, uh I think the Blood Hunter is perfectly like fits into the Innistrad theme for Matt. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like it I can't is. Wait to hear, like the find out like the go into the backstory of how what how you became a Blood Hunter, which would have like screwed up stuff happened on that plane. Oh, yeah, that, that, it it is the dark. horror plane where bad stuff happens. That story is dark, uh, and so Jasper, I will have to take. I will have to get a moment to talk to you on the side about that. We have not really hashed that out yet. So. Oh, yeah, eventually. The sooner that you hash it out, the sooner where I can write something terrible. Oh, fair. Yeah. But uh, uh, to anyone who is skeptical, like, with, I would, it's not a homebrew class. It is It is a class that is recognized by um, any, like, all d and like, It has a legitimate site on what, uh, on the, uh, that you can pull up and it has everything written out. Matt Mercer made it really clear. It. Man is really good at what he does. Give it a shot if you want to try something. It is it's something different from a normal fighter, barbarian, anything like that. It's it's it gives you a little bit of everything, kind of. You got the magical properties, but you also got, so you got the melee. 
I, I'm looking forward to this class, so long as Merrick doesn't die. Can you tell me the name of the class again? The class, it is called the Blood Hunter. Oh, oh that's right! A blood, oh, a blood Hunter. And that's what is right. your subclass? Uh, my subclass is the Order of the Ghost Slayer. Ooh. Main, main thing that lets me do is my blood maledicts, uh, which I have available to me. Only have one available at the moment, uh, but get more as you level up. I can affect things even if they have no blood. Hence, in the boss battle, how I was able to affect the uh, robot or automaton. Yeah, that, that that's a very interesting... Uh, it's such a strong ability. And it I'll really s- came in clutch when it did. I was ready to be like, oh, Blood Maledict, he doesn't have any blood. Ha ha. So let's, let's and go... And you be like, well, he doesn't... But he's a person. <laughs> and you go, what? <laughs> let's go next to the damage MVP, uh, which is very clearly Farah. Which oh, yeah. this... I, I... Oh, God. How are you enjoying playing a soul knife? Because this class is bonkers to me. Yeah, um, it, it's, it just I, does rogue things. I love it. Um, I haven't really played a rogue, um, per se, and it's just it's a lot of fun. Like it's it's I know it's a new class to D and D, um, and I'm I'm excited to you know where my abilities will you know expand when I level up and. Oh, so excited to stab more shit with imaginary knives, okay? <laughs> it's the it's so realistically the the two sets of damage that you did when you crit twice. Yes. Psychic um, and psychic. That is that is not unfeasible. It's not yeah. like you can definitely do it, but the like this is just rogue things. Rare. Yeah, that's just rogue things. <laughs> Aha, uh-huh, here's damage dice. It's like I smited, but I didn't spend a resource. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty badass that I just ended up critting twice. I just like Great. to think of like it was so fucking cool. Like holy shit, dude. Like <laughs> it was like, really just went cool. Like, I like to I'm think just I'm lucky like, that I'm, just, like, I'm, I'm glow very around fortunate like, that my party seems to pull out bullshit. Uh, consistently so that my encounters feel balanced because they have bullshit on their side. And in terms of... No, in in terms of magic terms, you mean jank? Well, not jank, just like you're able to top deck bullshit. Top deck, yes, top deck bullshit. That would be, that's a fair analogy. Yeah, that's more of a fair analysis than jank. I'm just kind of like, is this... I was worried, like, all right, with the layer actions, with the... With the guy you can't go into melee with, with the giant heavy swinging robot, I, yeah. I think it was like this encounter might be a bit much if uh, I roll too many uh, snakes into the battlefield. Yeah, well, <laughs> even like with the like force field, I feel like that was something that didn't add too much trouble. No, the force even if because like even like Ryan, you figured out you you saw you were able to do damage to the thing that was putting up the shields. So like if we didn't have an Echo Knight to get through to him, it would be painful, but we'd be able to shoot like quickly shoot right. down like those things and get the shield down permanently. Well, I mean, that was the that was the one of the two ways, or one of the three ways I imagined you guys would have gotten through that encounter, uh, if I if I may speak freely in a in a past tense. Uh, so one of the spells that was available to uh, Winds on Sands for that session was effectively Fog Cloud, meaning mm-hmm. that if you put Fog Cloud on top of uh, of uh, the big bad evil guy, the the boss whose name escapes me for some reason. Uh, Chadwick. Chadwick. If you put the fog cloud. Yeah. Chadwick wasn't being able to shoot you guys because his entire plan was, I'll just let the robot deal with them and I'll shoot them from range. But mm-hmm. he would have to have left. He would have to get out of that area if he was blinded to actually shoot you. And that's the um, that's the main method I was imagining you guys would have come across. But of course, D and D party is always finding unique solutions to stuff. Yeah, like I actually I saw that and I did do it, which is why I asked in the session like if it made it hard for us to see in as well. Because I was like, okay, I can make him leave, but also um, the the shadow clone Jutsu was doing so much, like just doing so. <laughs> yeah, was just doing so well over there that I'm like, I feel like he's good. I'm gonna put this guy to better use, which is healing your asses. Which because like some of y'all would have died to that last one if it wasn't oh, yeah. for like that one last heal. 
Like, um, I went down hard. Calden got wailed on that set. Like, he took so much damage. You're the tank. Uh, the, I, the, and like, I sat there and he went, 10 damage. I'm like, cool, 10 damage. I can take that. 10 more damage. Oh, I can take a lot less of that. Let's not have that happen three times, please. Oh, he's got a unibeam of 15 damage. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually glad I got my turn before he got to pull that action off. Um, yeah, yeah it was, that was, because I was like, I was like, oh. That robot, that robot didn't touch me one bit. And you there didn't touch me either. Yeah, neither of us hit each other. It's like when two like ninjas or like uh, like monks are going against each other. They're just blocking each other. Sit like poop, 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 poop. No one's landing on anything. It's just a whiff fest. I so mind you, I entered that battle with twenty one hit points because uh, I had not I had not fully healed from the previous session because mm-hmm. uh, my hit die just I didn't roll high enough. Uh, I did one damage I did to myself because of my right of flame. I have no choice. 18 yeah. damage came from that goddamn grenade. Oh, I was, I was like, ah! I am Because I was so fine upset. the entire match. I was like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm Gucci. I am more than good. And then all of a sudden, grenade. <laughs> right. um, so we will then come to Danny, who is playing Seren. Uh, how did, since we, because in the previous two sessions, we've heard you use the wild shape normally. Uh, how did you feel about using your constellation form for your star druid? Because that thing is, I read through it, and that thing is nutty. That was, that it was, was an interesting move. So fucking good. Like, okay, because I've never played a druid, like, ever. And to be honest, I am not one to read ahead on abilities. And because I am very, very ill prepared, to be quite honest, all the time. And if I read it forward, I'm just going to, like, get a bunch of information in my head that, I, that I'm going to remember and then think mm-hmm. I have and then fuck up later. So I just like I like maybe I'll look into one or two things like later down yeah. the road. But well, like it also helps that you have three people here that are really good at remembering most of the stuff. Or you have Jasper, you have Bill, and you got myself that really. I don't count because I'm the same way as you. Where's that? Yeah, yeah, you are also an airhead. I'm sorry, you're also an airhead. I get not sorry. Yeah, no, no, no it's it's the ADHD, my guy. I cannot. Thank you. College um, <laughs> educated as well, not an airhead. Uh, it's kind of like uh, multiples of like new things. Like I've never played a druid and I've also never played an elf before either. So like it's kind of a double whammy of like really cool. And so like with druids, I was just when the first couple of sessions, I was just really excited because I was like, yeah, I can turn into animals. I can turn into like little tiny things and like use it like mechanically to get in everywhere and see what I want to do because I never get to do that. Um yeah. And then, like, you guys recommend the story shape last time, and I was like, oh, yeah, I have that. I wanted that specifically, but I completely forgot about it. And I was looking in the corner, I was just like, I can just, for free actions, charge a pretty big spell every bonus action. (laughs) Yeah, no, literally. And I was... I was feeling so good. And, like, I knew I also had, like, really nice healing, too, because, like, I could just make the conga line. I just get my little, like, a little ferret, my little healy ferret friend, and sneak it over to you guys and keep giving you good. Um, it, was it, it was a lot of fun. And she, and she like, really did uh, form kind of a kinship with uh, with uh, Sunlight on Sands and stuff oh, like that. Nice. Wind yeah. on Sands. His oh, Wind on Sands. God, I'm mixing up the other, her other character. <laughs> wind on Sands. You think Wasn't his me? name Edwin? Before? Edwin was his slave name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. I see. Um, yeah, like she felt like a huge kinship with him. So it was just like she has to do something. Uh, for it. me, the one thing I was looking at is the, the chalice form, which is when you use a healing spell. Uh, you choose somebody within 30 feet and they also heal as well. And I'm like, that is, that is so powerful. Wow. Yeah, no, I was thinking Wait. about doing that. But the thing is, I was actually only down to one. Like that was my last wild shape or no, it was that, that was my, I think maybe I had one last wild shape. I can't remember. No, you used the one in the previous session. You're right. So yeah. So I only had one and I was like, I'm dedicated to doing damage and stuff. <laughs> I'm going to mow these motherfuckers down because I have other ways to get healing out and stuff. And especially once I started controlling wind on sands, I saw that I was like, oh, you're a druid and you have extra healing too. I don't have to touch this shit. Um, 
until like, you know, the grenade exploded in both of our faces and both the healers went down. That was really scary. Yeah, that was supposed to be. I'm glad. I'm glad everything in that combat worked as intended. So it's really funny if 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 Shannon and Ryan had rolled and not passed their saves, they both would have gone down. It literally would have been what I failed that roll. I took full damage. Oh, you did. Okay, so two yeah, no, points of damage at the beginning of the session. He rolled his right die, and you can roll anywhere from a one to a six. If you rolled a three, he would have dropped. No, only to a four. My right only a d four at the moment. Yeah, if you rolled like a three, you would have been you you would have also dropped because no one was healing you because he was so, taking damage. Yeah, I, I sat been, there. It would have been you and Farah against Chadwick, which would have been an interesting battle because, mm. like, I, realistically, I think what would have won. He would have. I think he would have won. So here was my ultimate plan. If I was, because I sat there and as soon as he said he chucks the grenade behind, I went, I really need to take into consideration what happens if everyone goes down but me. And realistically what happens is I use my movement, I use my attack action to shove him again, shove him into the field, and then use my movement to step on the switch and just electrocute him to death. That would have been fun. Ultimately, though, I die because then the bomb goes off and I have to sacrifice myself to stop it. And uh, Again. <laughs> uh, yeah, for everybody listening, uh, it's only a matter of time till Calden dies. I lose a character in every single campaign, at least yeah, one. Yeah, it's, it's a habit of I'm, I'm trying to, like, save it. I don't want to. That's what I'm going to You're trying to save it. I'm trying to, like, be like, hmm, do I want to put them in, like, a really, really hard encounter? Because this was, like, a really hard encounter, but, like, there, like there, there's a tier above it. Like uh, I think it's called deadly challenge rating. We, I like putting my, uh, yeah, I'd like putting my combats around the hard level of challenge rating. Any higher and like say like if if um say Chadwick had a higher AC or the robot had had like more health, that would have been a very dangerous sort of situation to be in. Yeah. Imagine um, if my layer actions actually worked. I was lucky though, because uh, I did have like all my level one healing, so I would have I would have to run across the battlefield, but I did have the ability Be to like run around. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like I'm just like ah, touch, ah, touch. <laughs> um, I'm happy to have a weasel though, my ferret, not a weasel ferret. Uh, yeah, we talked about it in the beginning of the. I, I do bring it up in the beginning of the the session, but we we brought up how we were doing the Echo Knight very wrong um yeah i think we weren't it works a lot better now and, and honestly it i was like this is like the control fighter like normally like when i see fighters like battle masters and eldritch knights and you know samurais and all that stuff i'm always just like all right cool they're the beat stick they're the dps I, i'm not i i actually control the battlefield using the interception fighting style i'm taking damage for people it's calden is the perfect balance of being able to help the party while still being able to do damage. He works really well as a paladin without being a paladin. That makes sense. Well, for now. I mean, I think as a high, the higher you get level, the more that will diverge over time. Just being a support versus being a fighter versus being like a support fighter like a paladin. Yeah. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, the tactic of swapping places with uh, with the Echo being on the other side of the field, I thought was was really cool. Every D and D character who's a fighter in some way, shape, or form always dreams of having the one on one with the boss. So like, Colm's just like, I can't beat you by myself, but uh, shove everyone, get him. <laughs> you uh, you you did one v one for a round. You you did you you kind of like a it. What's that one football analogy? You kind of like a. You, you, you clutched the field goal or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, Danny, we lost you. Oh, I'm still here. Give me just a second. No, you're fine. Just let you know. Um, Thank you. But yeah, it was it was one of those moments where like Calden didn't think he could step up to them. And with the absurd amount of damage that Farrah can put out, I was like, it's better to just drop this field and get him out. Um, though, if, if our editor-in-chief, aka Shannon leaves in the plan that I had. It is a good plan, and there's nothing to say that Calden's not ruthless. Um, or at mm-hmm. least, you know, he's got military training uh, in his backstory. So there's nothing to say that he wouldn't be like, well, he's standing in the electric field. Shock. And shock the hell out of him. Just, just push him. 
just push yeah. him into his own field. It would be it's ultimately sort of like dramatic irony. Yeah, ultimately the 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 thought I had was if the other party members go completely down, that's how I kill him. I'm not going to try to damage him. I'm just going to shove him into the electric field and then turn it on, and I'll let that kill him, or at least do enough damage to him where I feel comfortable swinging. Uh, well, like to I, I, to be like completely fair, if, be fair to yourself too, because I don't think that like. Uh, I feel like whether he you had military training or not, that was still a good move that made sense for him because he himself was knocked back into like he saw his like thing go poof into it, and so he knows it's a thing that happened at a different timeline and stuff like. That. So I feel like even like from like me, a, a, a mere simpleton, if someone pushed me into the fucking fly zapper, I would push them back. Like, <laughs> so yeah. like I feel whether without, I don't feel like you. Don't, I don't feel like you have to put a lot of pressure on yourself to feel like, oh, I, he would have made that choice because it makes sense. It's a reactionary. So like, don't yeah. put so much pressure on yourself for that one. Just that was a good move that he would have done. Just be like that your dungeon master isn't equally this to throw to a grapple you would then throw you into the lightning field. Uh, that would have been incredibly rude. And I'm like that. I thought about it. And I'm like, no, that's 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 too mean. I, I ultimately I'd be like, all right, you got to give me the chance to take this guy with me. Yeah, oh, of course. Of course. Yeah, there, there's like. That, 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 that's why I avoided the situation where I'm like, oh, insta-death. Because the field deals, like, D10s of damage. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, um, it's not a fun place to be. Yeah, so it was one of those things where, uh, and, and by the way, holy crap is the echo ability just strong on its own. I ate, I don't know how many actions of the boss that echo ate up, though. Yeah, and I think that comes down to your AC. If your AC was any lower, it would have been a different story. If you were like twelve AC or thirteen AC, yeah, no, he was getting an att- he was canceling your echo. Then he was going to start shooting you guys. Yeah, uh, in this situation that you had, where you've kind of set yourself up to be a very successful uh, party tank, I think you did very successfully. Yeah. Um, so I could act. If I could ask a question for everybody, sure. Which we're stepping away from the combat part. Um, how is everyone feeling about how their characters are developing to new RP situations? Because, like, I know for me as Sarah, and I had a very specific image for her in my, my, my brain, but it's slightly going a different way. So I'm kind of wondering how how so far how your D&D players, act, your D&D characters actually playing out versus your initial expectations or what you really thought. Uh, sure. Let's start with, uh, let's start with Farrah. Oh, okay. Um... I I mean like it's kind of going into like, like the similar similar light as I thought, just different colors as to like, I guess what I thought that I was gonna be like, as a planeswalker. Because everybody thought, what colors you ended up are you ended up being. So I thought I was originally either like Demir or Azorius. But as, you know, Farah is, I guess, developing in terms of, like, her combat style and how she's, um, I guess, reacting to her surroundings. And also, probably, there's just a lot of pent-up anger as to, like, what happened in terms of how she became a planeswalker. So there's just this very angry energy. But she still wants to see, like, the right in the world, which is kind of, like... I guess her mission, so I guess that's like the the red and white, and then the black, I guess, is just like her fighting style in terms of like, I don't know. Does that make sense? So like, I think like before I thought it was like either like blue-white or blue-black, but it's developing more into um, white, black, red. Mm-hmm. And like I said at the beginning, in session zero, these, um, these um, uh, colors are nebulous. So like if something significant happens in your character's journey going over time say uh say fair could go from being a mardu to going to like something like a mono red or like a mono black or like an orzov or yeah and i feel like the story you're in may may shift in certain ways yeah and like i feel like even though she wants to like see like to see like the good in the world like she also wants to like i guess obtain more power and more knowledge in terms of like to help those people and i think that's also like a, a black thing mm-hmm. you're not wrong in terms of like color identity right and so the one thing you got to take into factor what color identity do just because black is the color it is it's power, ambition it's yeah. exactly it's not evil it's I know, just, oh i know it's not evil 
I'm just saying this is for the general listeners yeah. and everything. The colors in Magic do they do define a lot of stuff, but just because one color is such like red is not just aggression. Like same as blue. Uh, well, actually, I guess the, I'm kind of losing my turn by sorry my train of thought. Just well, like, the way I understand it, white values unity. Uh, blue values perfection, black values ambition, red values freedom, and then green values uh, tradition. So then my more... I think that's a solid way to sum it up. Sorry, Danny. That's okay. So um, I guess my more pointed question is, is she developing how you thought she would, or is she developing a little differently? I think she's definitely developing a little bit differently, but I think I, even though she's developing a little bit differently, I do like where it's going. Mm -hmm. um, I think um, the reason as to why she's developing differently is that like I probably didn't fully think, fully think it full fully out in terms of like being so like structured like this is where i want to be and I, i'm kind of just like let's see where the cards fall and like kind of we're kind of just here in this moment of like being a mixture of those colors which i mean i actually i'm growing fond of or i i, I like the idea and mm -hmm. i'm excited to like see where where the cards are falling and see, to see where they go and i feel like that's a really good way to play a character too yeah what about you next ryan me so so far, uh, I think he's falling into uh, Merrick's falling into the line like where I was going to play him, uh, type of way. Because uh, it's I'm trying to be more vocal in especially in D and do Bill knows this. It's a it's a bad not a bad habit, but it's just a thing I do all the time. I like to play the strong sound characters. Like my guys kind of more so speak for themselves in combat instead of talking like doing like talking to NPCs and everything like that. But your attack rolls you couldn't. Well sorry, what? Run it by me again, bitch. I don't know if I don't know if Merrick can take Calden. Nah, I think Calden might actually have me. Calden's just too beefy. No, yeah, you're you're but, but, Sorry, go ahead. I mean I mean I think it's a quick fight if uh Merrick focuses you and then also is like Takes the minus five every time, so he hits really high. Yeah, apparently, apparently, I just got when I get pissed off, I just gotta go screw it, risking it, hit it, and bam. I just, and I, I think him. I'm the opposite in terms of like uh, character wise, where I'm normally like the loud and crazy, um, charismatic um, uh, character in this. And like, I think Farrah is just like at a loss of words, like doesn't know what to say, like in the moment. Right. She, she's like, just you like, literally, <gasps> you are literally playing a person like. A rookie, as I mentioned in the campaign. Yeah, and I, I don't like know if that's coming off well. <laughs> no, you again. If you're playing it and you enjoy how you're playing it, play the character. You want yeah. To play it. People can say stuff. People don't like. I'm not going to ever dictate anyone how anyone plays their characters. Play your character how you want to play it. That isn't how I go by D and D. It's like if I like the character, I'm having fun. If someone is upset with it, they can talk to me about. It, but I'm not unless the character dies. I'm not changing it. Yeah. I think the word that you were looking for bef before, by the way, to kind of uh, to Me or uh, uh, for you specifically, Ryan, uh, I think the word that because you weren't you were saying I'm not playing it wrong, but you couldn't think of a proper word for it. I think the proper word you're looking for is safe space. You're playing something that's out of your usual, like yeah. kind of like comfortable play style, which is like really good. And it's really hard to do. But I think that's how you start having a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely um, doing that, too. Trust I me when I say this. If Merrick lives long enough and we get back to Innistrad, uh, why after I hash out the details of Jasper, you are going to see a side of him that is not pretty. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Uh, uh, what about yeah. you, Will? Oh, um, I think Calden is... So, speaking of color identities, uh, Calden falls under Naya, which is red, green, white. Um, he values... <laughs> oh, so yeah, you can go ahead and tell tell Merrick's color. No, 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 no. You mentioned your colors. I'm like, oh crap! I did not even mention my colors. Yeah, go ahead. You can mention that. Go ahead. So, real quick, and I'll just make this real quick uh, for everyone. That was my fault. Uh, but yeah. Merrick is he's Grixis. He's black, blue, and red. Uh, he's more he more so leans towards the red and black side of the color pie in that regards. With the blue, uh, he doesn't want perfection in per se, but it does. There is something like he's he's trying to achieve, like in, in a sense of with 
to say in line with blue, but he definitely is more of a red and black. Uh, I would say in um, he leans more towards those. Like he's his ambition, uh, and he is. Uh, I guess you can. I guess you could, you could assume pride in red. I think. I think pride red is a very happen. red thing. I mean, yeah. yeah. Look at look at Perforos. Fair point. But yeah, like other than that, um, uh, like, I, I'm looking forward to the to continuing this campaign, regardless if uh, Merrick dies or anything. Uh, if I had to bring another character, and I don't care. Like I, one thing I always say to people: have a backup for your character, have a backup for your backup, and then have a backup for your backup's backup. <laughs> so eventually, you can hide behind the wall of dead bards. Bingo. <laughs> Oh my god! That's a card I'll probably never play. You know, if that's I'm that's if that's I'm a deep being, cut. Only only real only uh, real I, ones get that reference. Yeah. If I'm, yeah, if I'm being dead serious, though, I'm probably never gonna play a bard. I just I, I don't think I can pull it off. If if Mar- Danny, have I ever shown you uh the gamer's darkness rising? Oh god, I forgot about that. We'll we'll put no, a pin in that for later. But, yeah, it's a movie you have to say. Save that for later. Save that for later. Uh, yeah, yeah. I so want to hear what Bill says. I did not mean to interrupt like that, but go ahead. Uh, and you can continue. My apologies. <laughs> no, it's no problem. Uh, so yeah, Calden, Calden's Naya, which is red, white, green, and uh, he mainly favors white and red. Um, basically, Calden's, Calden's a very carefree dude, which is where the green comes in. So he, while he leans white, red, which is he values unity and he values inclusion and just, you know, balance above all else. Like that, that's, that was probably the thing he hated most about Chadwick for the fight and for the session was that like he was talking down about other races. Colton doesn't care. Colton. That's actually really funny that you say that. You're a Naya planeswalker and he is a blue black character. You're two enemy typings. Yes. So it <laughs> I'm was. I'm glad was, that came through. Yeah, it was. Through his role play. It was, it was one of those things where like Colton doesn't care if you talk down about him. I will remember it. But I don't care. Um, and if I beat you, I'll be like, yeah, what'd you say last time? Huh? 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 It's right. Um, but ultimately, uh, Calden is coming out kind of the way that I'm playing him. He's a carefree kind of guy. He really cares about uh, the people he's protecting. Um, I don't know if he necessarily considers you guys friends. I would say the person he's probably closest with at this point is Merrick. Um, but, yeah, but he very... <laughs> But I can tell you that from the way Calden's backstory would come out, um, he very much cares about Seren and Farah. Because um, if you'll notice, oh, I can't. Because um, if you guys will notice the when I'm positioning myself on the battlefield, I'm always sticking around you two because I Calden Calden's like if Barricade gets hurt, he can take a blow or two. Those two can't get hurt because those two get hurt and it'll weigh on. Calden's conscious, which it did. It very mm. much did. It was like Saren healed him, then he swapped places, and then she got downed. So like mm-hmm. that that is probably the most shameful part about it for Calden. Is nice he's, he's like he's like I protected everyone, and the one time I wasn't paying attention, they you got hurt. Like being I, I'm just saying, hands. it's so great because like my favorite flavor. Um, everyone will kind of learn uh, learn just in general. My favorite flavor of anything is. Tragedy, my favorite flavor. <laughs> and like, I like when I I was picking up on those vibes from you because I was like, oh yes, guilty conscious hero. <sighs> so I'm just like, I'm living off the angst, and I cannot wait to put some really cool, like gnarly, like scarring all over her now, as like a reminder for him forever. And I cannot wait for uh, it. it. It's <laughs> it's gonna be one of those things where. Calden, Calden is going to be the kind of guy to make the sacrifice play. Realistically, when my characters die, because I brought up that they die at least once, once a session that I'm in, once a campaign that I'm in. Um, He's not lying normally, I've seen it happen. Normally, I go down swinging, and generally as a hero. Um, and it's one of those things where, like, well, well, let's not talk about bullseye. Um, uh, yeah, no, we don't want to talk about bullseye. That, that's. <laughs> That's for another. That's for another after party. Um, yeah, that's a. Uh, we'll, we'll save that for later. <laughs> so, that's yeah. Calden Calden's ultimately gonna is gonna be is gonna progress the way he's going to. Um, he has a mission, but ultimately is has goals as well. And 
he was just in on Tulosh and he watched all these people suffer and saw the walking fortress and the way that Chadwick is holding the is holding the plane effectively hostage and is destroying the land. It's one of those things where he doesn't really necessarily care about nature, but he cares about fairness. And like Chadwick is very easily abusing his power and his position. Naya is the everything. color of balance in all things, if you really think about it. And Chadwick is the fair. colors of violent excess. Or not violent excess, yeah. but like I was excess. I was role playing how how if Calden got the killing blow, how he would kill this guy. And let me tell you something. It's it was gruesome what I came up with, which is literally I was going to lift up his trunk as the echo ran the blade through him. Like, mm. through his mouth. Nice. Oh, my. And I'm like, because the, the, the thing is, if you tick off Calden, that's it. Like, it, you're, like if, if I kill you, I'm going to make sure you feel it into the next life. <laughs> um, but ultimately, uh, shaping up to be the party's tank is not where I originally saw Calden when I built him. But I very much enjoyed taking the damage. The interception fighting style is amazing. Uh, and playing an Echo Nightman... I read some things saying that this class was strong. I had no idea. This thing is <laughs> bonkers. And it, and you got to figure, dude, we're only at level three. I know, I know. Um, I will I say know. that I will say the class that's impressing me the most is the Soul Knife. That, yeah. that oh god, that abil- those yeah, abilities. Oh come on. Got gotcha you now. Coming through now. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, that class is crazy. Sorry, CC is uh, being a little shit. So. I, a term I like to use with magic is face value versus potential. So, like, face value, I love the soul knife. That thing is crazy yeah. useful. Yeah, I like the Potential? I gotta give it to the Star Druid. The, the, the amount, ah. the constellations, the fact that you're a druid, so you're already strong, uh, and the, the way you're actually carrying Seren is, is really, like, I think when you look at the colors of magic, you really look to see what the characters are capable of. And after we did the test to make sure we, we knew what colors we were, um, everybody's colors actually make sense, especially for the way they're role-playing. Like, yeah. while Ryan is trying to get out of being the strong, silent type, he is still holding himself to be somewhat reserved and still wants something bigger and something better for himself and the people around him, which is which is the, the want of power and ambition. So that does feel very Grixis. And Mardu for... Uh, for Farah does feel very appropriate for her. But realistically, when I look at all the characters, the one that makes the most sense, it feels like Seren is being, is the one who's fitting into her colors and the way that I, I feel personally, the way that you intended her to be. She is filling that role very nicely where she just sits right at top of the party where you're like, this is what I had an idea for her. This is where she's at. So like, she's a little bit different, but she's still uh, like, hugging that line um yeah. which I, but, I really really appreciate that i, I think that's oh, yeah. really funny considering how yeah. she knows the least about how the, the actual true magic flavor yeah. what's also really fun is um in in current in the the, the date of recording we have two in canon representations of blue green uh blue green representation one for the simic guild one for the quandrix school where they take the whole simic is like nature but what if we like progressed evolution through science and then quandrix is the whole what if math is part of the natural world but math is also a, like a, a the lens we can look through to explore the universe we have and you're going through it uh through the angle of uh you appreciate the natural world and you're exploring the uh the ever underlying patterns within it or like you're just like so more so appreciating or just in just the discovery of every permutation of how each plane kind of will fold out and that's represented in like your role play moments where you're always looking up for the stars the way you're always like uh, trying to just observe the world around you and like take note of it and i think it's really interesting it's a really interesting interpretation thank you and I'll, um no, I think, uh, I'll give a shout out to shannon as well for playing with mardu because she is her her background story for Farrah is that she is she was a cop on friend. So yeah. the idea that she plays this thing where she doesn't know but she knows is almost perfect for the way that white black would represent itself, but wanting to be in the position of learning more is definitely very feels very red, red, white, mm-hmm. black. Uh, 
I think the only person who's not filling their color completely, and that's still not a bad thing, is uh, probably Calden. Mainly because while he does want balance, that could just be very white as a man of color is considered. Um, I think realistically Calden will will do fine, um, and I, I'll, you know, we'll, I'll get there when I get there. Um, and for my terrible, terrible Scottish accent, I'm so sorry, everyone, but I'm committed to this now. It's okay. I'm like Joe who can hold an accent. I just absorb what's around me, so I can never keep an accent straight. I'll tell you, it's terrible, and I'll hate it. <laughs> I don't think I feel. I hated I it during Renaissance Fair, like, so I mean, I get it. I had to bounce in like several different accents, like. uh like I would just be in the shower, and be like, "All right, so Jolly's gonna have this accent, and then Winslow's gonna talk like this, and Chapter's gonna talk." I was like, "I'm just keep them straight." And trust me, I I know your pain, man. It's it's exhausting. Yeah. Um, I, I love I love when I get to switch between. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, in a normal accent. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, so I think we saved the best for last. Uh, would everyone agree? Let's of talk course. about the little debacle at the end of the session we had. Let's go through. Uh, well, and chronologically, uh, let's start about like let's go through like um, NPCs in order of appearance. So, like, what did you guys think of Winds on Sands? The experiment for like my first like homebrew plane sort of magic, where I know I recommended all of you choose a flavor for your magic regardless of the damage type or like exactly what it does. And so I had the idea for this apocalypse. I'm talking about uh, Winds on Sands specifically for now. Uh, the uh, the concept for him is apocalypse druid, so like since there's no like trees or like grass for him to pull from, he had to pull from something that was once part of the natural world. So like smoke, soot, ash, you know yeah, the, like the entropy of all things. I think he's a really that's an interesting version of uh, where we could go with uh, exploring themes. What do you think of him as a character? I, I didn't have any issue with another character. I think that was really like that was a unique way to go about it because like you got your normal elements. You got you got people that use fire. You got ice. You got lightning. Holy. You got necrotic and everything. There's no like, but like one thing about DD like you can while it is not as flexible as other tabletop games like Savage Worlds, it is still there is still openings for reimagining magic. Hence with the soot and everything, he adapted. He learned. Like he couldn't use his nat- the magic he naturally learned as he grew up, so in that regard, he adapted to survive. That I think that was fun. I, like actually, I think part of the reason why Wind on Sands, uh, Wind on Sands, and like Seren, like why like there, there was a moment when uh, he went like just clicked, like not just clicked, more of like a whole like her whole mind mind just went click yeah exactly like that when she was talking to him when he showed specifically he's a druid and he showed the dust magic and she is walked into this world that that is like nothing because the thing is about seren and uh she's like very low-key she's very kind of low-key about it and doesn't like to say it around other people unless someone's that she's directly talking to mm-hmm. but like so like for her she's like over 100 years old she's like a, what did i settle on i decided not 120 i'm 140 what did i end up well, on elves, you, gotta, you gotta figure elves live uh i believe your character sheet says you are uh, if I can pull it up in a moment, you are currently 128, so relatively yeah, um, young in elven years. Yeah, so but and and she actually part she has been planeswalking for over 10 years. She doesn't particularly remember how long because now, especially at this point, like she's been alive for hundreds of years, it kind of blends together, and she doesn't go to cities or to anything like that and the reason why i think of her as even though she's been planeswalking for well over 10 years and is so old the reason why she's so little level oh yeah no she's been planeswalking for a long long time i didn't want to be like actually i'm old but like for a long time but the reason how i like think about she's still low level is because she specifically does not go to your city she avoid she would by because she's by herself she would avoid the conflict she was out and she goes to study stars um which we got so that's her thing she goes and she studies and she leaves something behind and goes on to the next one so she's just an ex- pure explorer um so like 
her coming to this is her very first time ever coming across a planet that's like this where she can't even see what she was here to chart in the first place and she was horrified and she felt the plants and the earth dying and the air choking her but like she looks over to a druid someone of her kind and still managed to judecraft nature magic out of this it kind of really kind of like was a big comfort for her because it reminded her that at her core, one of her core beliefs is nature will prevail. It you We have to do what we can to protect it, but it is resilient and it will adapt and evolve to survive and stuff, which is her big thing. So seeing how he was actually able to conjure dust magic from because of the pollution, and everything in the air, it was extremely inspiring to her. Yeah. Yeah, so like, really he meant curious. a lot to Saren. The Cinder Mage, Winds on Sands, is a very yeah, like originally he was conceptualized as like a geomancer, but like what like what if it was like if a geomancer okay. or like an arbormancer had to like use what he could? Have it's kind baby. of like someone who is a uh, who controls dinosaurs suddenly be like trans- pivoting to be like an oil mage, because like it's still dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. It's that sort mm-hmm. of like concept yeah. idea. What did you go ahead? Okay, uh, one NPC I want to talk about is Taysa Karlov, because, uh, I'm sure we can at some point for you guys, uh, all five of us play Magic, we all play Commander, um, I run a Taysa Orzov Scion deck, she is my favorite Magic, oh, I'm a huge fanboy, not a simp, but huge fanboy. Um, not a simp. That only makes you sound like more of a simp, but go ahead. That, you know what? Actually, that's extremely true. Uh, so you ran into her, and I'm like, well, you're dead. <laughs> like, sorry. Bye, Farrah. Uh, yeah. But ultimately, uh, ultimately, I hope Farrah comes out of this alive, because if not, Calden's going to pick a fight with a gu- with another planeswalker. <laughs> and then Calden will die. Poor has no idea what's coming. He oh, had you- it coming. Yeah, right. Yeah, Um... So yeah, I think I think we're on we're on track for something good. I think when this ultimately comes down, uh, we will be able to move on to the next plane, which is Zimped. Yeah, Zimped. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's Z I M P T. Z Y M P T. Z Y M P T. Okay. Um. So, uh, what did you guys think of uh, Jali? I like Jolly. It was it was like talking to a monk. Yeah. Like a Shaolin monk. Like yeah. everything is at peace. But ultimately She's ready to go to war. Yeah. Oh Jolly was the tiger lady who was the uh the one in the I really Saren really liked her too. Uh for the brief moment that Saren was with her, she felt another kind of bit of comfort because she is still a younger one of her younger elves. So it felt nice to have like an older like wise person with her to kind of like re kind of like reinstate that rock feeling in her, you know, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that when we ultimately go to war with her beside did her and Calder just going to look at each other. Like I'll take the left. You take the right. Sounds good. And then uh, we're just going to rampage. Like it's a shame. We won't get to see what like she can really do for now, but I think she's a very interesting, well, one of the big challenges I will disclose about coming up with uh, specifically like Planeswalker characters, it, not only like regular, like normal characters for this campaign was I wanted to not retread the same ground. I didn't want to be like, oh, it's like, uh, it's he's like Chandra, but like different. But or different. like, they're like, oh, they're another like animist, like, like, like uh, Nissa yeah. or something like that. that was yeah, my there's one. a lot of different Planeswalkers, but it was cool that you were able to create... Um... Idea, yeah, like, yeah, separate. I have to find spaces that aren't like really explored yeah. thematically. Yeah, the red. I, I will say for me, that's kind of what made me go towards the way of playing a blood hunter because there's really no planeswalkers in the magic history that actually really deal with blood. Mm-hmm. Realistically, if 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 our four characters were all planeswalkers, we would all be actually pretty unique, which is actually a cool part and actually fits us into a story really nicely. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's not like yeah. we're copying anything. We're not like, oh, like me. Like, Jake, my favorite planeswalker, 100%, is Jace. But. Soren. Yep. I don't know any planeswalkers. I like, I really like Vraska and um, uh, Nessa. Ral. Or Naya. Naya. I know you love Ral, man. He's in like every deck you run. 
Yeah, Ralph's so cool. He's yeah, just Ralph's like cool. you. You strike me as a person who would like kind of like the green blue planeswalkers. Uh, in that sense, like you, you might like Narset. She is that girl, man. Me or yeah, yeah, she yeah, might like she might like Narset. I'm trying to think of maybe uh, she might like the green blue version of Nissa. Yeah, because I think out of kind of, um. Oh, the green God, green blue. I'm like really curious about that, Kasmina. like that fucking guy. Oh yeah, she that. would love Casmina. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the guild. So I actually don't really know about anything about the guild that you guys are talking about, except for the little things that I kind of heard. Right. But like even like Seren, she's more going in just because he said things that were interesting. She disagrees with yeah, some of the vibe, the vibe that she's giving, but it's a very interesting way to go. And I'm curious mm-hmm. about how she's going to. I feel like she's gonna like get there. And she, with them. Yeah, I I honestly I don't think she will get very far. I think she might get. If I if they are doing what the vibes I am getting off is, mm. I think she might be infuriated by them. Oh, um, because they, I think there's because I for her there's a difference between like genetically like altering things to become unnatural and mm. balancing because like like letting the world the reason, go its natural course. Yeah, like because like there's a difference between like uh, helping shape the trees that way it eventually helps oh as it grows. At shape the trees that way when it grows you have mm-hmm. a safe place to walk while keeping them healthy and stuff like that there's a difference mm-hmm. between like that and then like changing things against like it's mutating good. yeah, yeah exactly that it's not supposed to be yeah exactly so i think that she would actually be extremely infuriated the blue yeah, you, like she would yeah, oh, she's going to burn something to the ground. It's This would be yeah. a monstrous for her. We're going to have to make sure... How, we how are the control. two warmongering idiots, Merrick and Calden, going to be the ones who walk around this city safely while the two girls are literally going to burn two guilds to the ground? Apparently. Probably. We're going to try. Well, I, no, I she, I'm not trying. She's, she's wise, but I don't think she might actually, unless they're very brash with like, oh, we experiment on things and splice them. Like, unless they're very outward like that, she might get pr- like be in for a little while, slowly feeling like something isn't right and kind of putting in her own opinions and her own like sagely, sagely advice there, maybe swoon some more within the guild to be see things her way before yeah. like probably realizing what the fuck's happening and being like what the fuck is this right, like piecing out yeah no like <laughs> as soon as she figures out like what the fuck is that actually is because there's no concept of that for her that's just pure heresy for her like it's awful i'm getting shivers for yeah, her simic, simic guild yeah. goes and god worked for six days to create the world and the seventh day rested and the simic guild goes we think he could have kept going <laughs> actually Dan- danny's a really good example D- with the way danny just explained it she's a really good example of the difference between simic and quandrix in yep. the current sets where danny believes all nature is beautiful but there's more to understand about it where yeah. simic it, and that's quandrix where simic is more like the there's more to understand about nature and we're going to mess with it to find out if we can yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, and that's where it gets too far because that's no longer nature. That's man-made. Yeah, like, it, it, it's really funny because uh, Calden fits into three guilds, which is Gruul, Selesnia, and um, Gruul, Selesnia, and Boros. And the problem is he has a little bit of a height of his ideals in each of those guilds where, but ultimately the thing that makes him three-color is that, like, I agree with some of their ideals, but I also disagree with some of their ideals. And that's what makes Calden very different from, from a normal, like, would, would make right. him different from just a two-color planeswalker. Right, like, that's right. For me, for Merrick, like, he, like, his, with the guilds, you got Demir, Rakdos, and Izzet. I don't think he really, he doesn't solely fit in any one guild. Like, he could be, he literally could be in any of them. I, I well, think like, that's the case with even canonical planeswalkers where like Gideon would do really well in Boros, but he doesn't really fit. Or like mm-hmm. or like um say Nissa would really like Selesnia, but like she also really kinda wouldn't fit. Yep. And I think that's the case for you guys as well, where like you could find a place where like you can get along with I think Merrick would get along with Rakdos on certain aspects such as like, you know, they like just letting loose and just go being violent choosing violence. Or like right. you might get along with the Demir where there's kind of like they're very intro, they're very uh, introverted and like keeping their secrets to themselves. 
I think I think you you could find a space think, there. Yeah, I think uh, Merrick would out of, out of the three, Merrick would most likely fit best in Demir. But um, we can talk on that later down the road. So just uh, Yep, we've got about five minutes left on this discussion. Um, these are probably going to be about thirty minute episodes for our audience who is listening to this. How long has it been? It's been about what? 55 minutes, Almost which is why I'm, yeah, which is why I'm broken content. in here. Like, we can make it an hour. It doesn't matter. Well, it's like, it doesn't have to be a hard. It's not like a hard 60 minutes. It's, this is our first. What we're getting into. Okay, okay, everybody. Okay, let me see. This is like the first time we're doing this. I think it's going to be a little bit longer because yeah, we're also the first conflating this, this, our character talks with like the session talks and it's all flowing together. So uh, we will, we'll, I'm going to swing it over to Jasper to see if he would like to give us a little bit of a dive into where the next session is going to go. Can we talk about the end of the session first? Oh yeah, doing... oh yeah. So No, I'd rather off. leave that suspense. I want you to eat at your terrible, terrible <laughs> where, decision. Where we left off, um, we have Merrick and Calden going to basically help the Boros and Azorius guilds stow the riots as Ravnica is still currently in the, <laughs> still in this uh, state of quasi-turmoil where the lines between the guilds have been kind of shifted and I think you guys are going to experience an interpretation of like where I think the uh, the low-level encounters or what's happening down on the ground of Ravnica going forward. I think we're going to get a very interesting session with um, with uh, Seren as she explores uh, a little bit of space outside of Ravnica or outside of like the Ravnica prot, prot, uh, she, she's going to get I think, I don't want to spoil too much, but I think she's going to get to like more of like the Ravnican uh, underbelly as where I think she's going to end up. And then we have uh, we have uh, uh, Shannon's character, uh, Farah, going into more of like a sort of intrigue sort of session. So yeah, I guess I, that means we'll divulge to everybody that there's probably going to be three smaller episodes. Yeah, three smaller episodes, uh, mini episodes in terms maybe of Maybe in between the sessions? Uh, maybe in between yeah. this uh, this session and the next session, so we might actually have some off con off week content for you guys, um, which is good. Which is good. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, are going to try to do this every after every session. Get uh, our gut reactions. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying Magic the Dungeoning, the Dragoning, the Dungeoning, the Dragoning Dungeoning thingy. Um, <laughs> we'll come up with a great name eventually, but that's the best one we got. Yeah, and uh. We definitely will uh, take some suggestions. If you guys want to see us play some magic content, we'd be more than happy to play either uh, via spell table or in person. Uh, let us know. We can show you. We can show that off to you guys as well. And uh, we will see what the future has in store for us. Calden is Calden's biding his time till ultimately he has to go back to toxic, and that oh, dark secret you. comes out. Ross oh yeah, Merrick, I think not want to go back to Innistrad anytime soon. I, I think all three of the, uh, all four of your story arcs for your characters are going to be very interesting. I've already started pre-writing for a couple oh. of your characters. Um, I've got a really great one for uh, for a Saren. I think she's going to quite enjoy it. And I think Calden's going to enjoy where his ends up. I'm still writing for Merrick and I'm still writing for Pharaoh. But I think as their characters develop, they're going, yep. I'm going to have more inspiration, more ideas. Mm, more content. Uh, can I divulge one thing, Jasper, for my backstory? Sure. Uh, so... I don't know how everybody feels about this set. I know that Mirrodin and uh, so Mirrodin Besieged is like one of one of magic people's magic's favorite sets. Uh, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Calden's plane of toxic is a is a is a is a, is a, is a plane split into five kingdoms, a lot like Eldraine, but there is some technologically advanced advanced plane uh, kingdoms, and there's also some basic kingdom. So the kingdom controlled by the elves, which I feel Saren will be very at home if she arrives there. Um, she'll feel very long. But once a month, the plane gets attacked through a portal that connects uh, Toxic to some place that they don't know about. And uh, the enemy that pours in through there, Calden has no idea who they are, but uh, it's revealed that they're Phyrexians. So that'll be an interesting session. So ultimately, Calden gets murdered on his own plane. The worst... The the worst Mshesker esque. Uh, no, what's what's the guy who did the alien movies? The art direction for them. Oh, that H. was H.R. Geiger. Yes, I think that you're was... gonna die in the most H.R. Geiger esque terrible way. <laughs> I cannot wait. All four of you are <laughs> fucked if we ever end up on Meriden. There's anyway, actually. Um, 
There's one thing I did also want to disclose. Actually, I think this might be the perfect way I'm trying to keep in mind for Seren. And this would be a great clock for you guys, too. Do you want to know how she sparked? She saw she was on the on the highest peaks of the mountains with uh, with her mentor. And they were gleaming up at the sky. And she saw a Nailed meteor by a shower. Meteorite. So beautiful. So beautiful and so stunning. And she was so inspired that she sparked. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> like, you love to see it. You love to see it. Right? Much For once, it's not tragic. She's not oh. trying to read a non-tragic character, you guys. Much more yeah. serious than Merrick's. Uh, Merrick's uh, story for how he his spark ignited is nightmare inducing. So how about this? Uh, once each session, uh, we'll let two characters reveal something from their backstories. So you got called in for his plane, and you got Seren's spark. So for so next, next episode, we'll have something for Merrick and Farah. Oh, that'd be so like fun! And if anyone, if any comments want to be placed, place your bets to see if Farah dies next session. My money's that she dies. Your bets. I think she's going to live. It's Kaya's possible, not, Kaya's not I don't the think most... it's going to be from Kaya. Yeah, if she dies, she'll oh. actually die by the Orzov Guild, not Kaya. Fair point. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. We'll, we'll see. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Better talk one, your way out of this, bro. One thing I'd like to end on is for, I would like to hear what's like a wish goal for the campaign from each person. So let's start with uh, Danny. What's like your... Like, Eldrazi. <sighs> Please oh, no! I already Rossi. wrote. I already wrote Phyrexians into the backstory. Can we not fight every atrocity in the magic universe? No. If Eldrazi show up, we roll up new characters immediately. No, but no, no, no. If Eldrazi show up, we're dead. You just have it. You just have it happen on Calden's plane. Eldrazi on one side, Phyrexians on the other. Death in the middle. No, like even if like not even something we have to fight. I just like want to run from our like a straight up like running for our lives episode where we're trying to escape the Eldrazi. That's oh like my God. I've, I've that sounds awful. Like that that legitimately awful. Like, the adrenaline. I feel it in my heart. It's like some got adrenaline. Like, <laughs> it's like it's like uh, rubs the genie lamp and the reading he goes. There are three rules and you say I wish they were all draws in this game and I'm like there are four rules. <laughs> all right. Uh, so. Merrick, what about Orion? What about you? What's your like one uh, wish for the campaign so far? I I, I honestly don't have a wish so far. I, I'm just looking to try like. In this case, I just want to survive, like make Merrick survive as long as I can. I really just wish I get to see the Blood Hunter in actual, in full power action. So, like, I, I guess that's my wish. I guess you can say. Like, I, I, mm -hmm. I, I've been dying to play this class ever since you told me about it, and I'm like, I am, I cannot have Merrick die. I need to get this class to level up. I need to get the higher stuff. The goal is the horizon. I gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what about you, Shannon? What's your wish for the campaign going forward if you oh. survive? <laughs> <laughs> or even if you don't, even if you don't, even like just something in general, like what if like if you want to like meet Phil, oh. that could be your wish. Shannon's wish is to run into Judith because she's my queen. <laughs> oh boy, I love her. Oh, no. So your wish is to die. Got it. Yes, exactly. As we all know, in style. Um, in style, Judith is. Yes, uh, I want her to bash my head with a her flaming spin wheel where they just throw knives at you until they hit you. Mm. Love it. Um, because she's my queen. Um, I don't think Farrah really has a wish, but I don't know. But yeah, so I wish it doesn't have to be your character's wish. It okay, be yeah, Shannon's wish be is to like, uh, be crushed by anything Judith. from hey, I want to like fight side by side with like uh, with like Karn on like some sort of weird plane, or the wish could yeah. be something like I want to pet one of those dino cats for my Coria. I mean, <gasps> oh, I didn't even think about that, oh right? New goal. New goal. Okay. What about you, Will? What's your wish? Um, I, part of me does want us to be on Toxic during the... Oh, God, what did I call it? I have to look on my backstory. I believe it's just called the Cataclysm. Is the once a month, is the once a, once a month event where Phyrexians pour onto the plane. Uh, and it should be clear... Uh, for the for the for toxic, uh, they have no idea what a Phyrexian is. They just know that these creatures, who they assume are demons, pour into mm. the plane, and the five kingdoms band together once a month to defend everyone. Um, well, I mean, whenever you, well, that'll happen, probably whenever you decide to show up. I I, I know that's it why I, it was written. Yeah, I, then you're sitting <laughs> on like the hey guys, right. here's your story mission. Don't die. Um, no, Calden's wish is ultimately, um, his backstory involves, uh, how his spark ignited. 
Uh, I'll share that next time, but basically, he's looking for someone. He He's hunting somebody very specifically, and the last... He was hopping around planes, all different kinds of planes to find somebody, and the last piece of information he got is he's met a plane... He met a, he met a sage who knows a planeswalker that knows this person. So he is on the hunt for Narset. But... He's actually invested in this thing with Tulash because, again, he believes in balance. And he's like, very clearly what Chadwick is doing is oppressing these people. And I have to do something. Uh, as I brought up in the thing with, with the role-playing, I'm, we're not the Gatewatch. But if I do nothing, I'd be doing a disservice to everybody on this plane. You know, one day you guys will just be like, in the future with this party, you'll be like... Hey, we should have like a group name like X Force or like the Gatewatch or like the Avengers or something like that. You'll get, I'm sure you'll get your like party name one day. You'll figure it out. The Rejects. <laughs> the re- No, that's taken. I took it. It's mine. Okay. I think that's All a right. good note to All right, yeah, I think about. that's a good way to Jasper, do you want to give us any do you guys want to do you want to give us any insight into what the next session may hold for this group? Well, I know what the next session may hold. It's going to be Ravnica bullshit. I'm really excited for like the session after this when you wind up on Tulash or when you wind up on Zimt again. That's what I mean. Time. Do you want to give us any insight I, into Zimt? So insight for Zimt. It is I'll give you I'll give you a hint. It is the, the theme of the plane is 1920s noir. Ooh. Ooh. I actually got my, that's got my interest. All right. Okay. All right. Calder's right. going to be the bad cop. And by that, I mean, I'm going to punch people and then say sorry. No, no, so Barrick is to be the bad cop. This, the, the, I know that the, the, Yo, the, you're the, the actual cop. I know Zimt couldn't have been the first <laughs> plane you wound up on, but this is the plane I've been like super excited to share you. All right. Actually, no, all, all of the planes have come As up with us. I'm super walk, excited. Everything is just black and white when we arrive. <laughs> so there's like soft jazz in the wind. Soft jazz in the wind. We all just start like, monologuing. Where's that jazz music coming from? All this accent. I met her. She was standing there in the corner. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. She was about <laughs> five foot two and beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, I I think that's a good place to cut it. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to the after session after party. Um, we'll yes. see you back here next week for the Ravnican side stories where, where uh, four of our adventurers will find their own way through the Ravnican overworld, underworld, and uh, yeah, it should be spicy. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to our mini episode, kind of just an afterthoughts of what happened during the session, as well as a deeper dive into our characters. We certainly had a super fun time recording the session, and we can't wait to show you more. Stay tuned for our upcoming mini episodes, where Farah meets some interesting characters, so Ren gets to explore nature and the sewers and cold and Merrick get to dissolve some riots happening around in Ravnica. In the meantime, be sure to check out our socials at Magic the Dungeoning on Facebook and Instagram. I'll see y'all next time.